I see devils, dear. Devil, sea devils. Devils by the ice? Ices? Icy the, devils? Like the slurping? No, that was the ice warriors. That was that was last week. No, like icy. Like they see like slurpy. Uh, uh no, as in I, me, mm-hmm. the the personal pronoun I see uh-huh. oh. as in the, the homophone C uh-huh. with C the ocean and C is in the the, the verb uh-huh. to look. Um uh devils mm-hmm. as in uh sexy fish monsters. Mm. What do you think of the sea devils, dear? They're not that sexy. What happens in it? Honestly, that's what I think of. Oh, them. they're pretty sexy. They're pretty eh, sexy. Eh. I mean, they come look. On, they come on. they remind. I real. It took me a while to realize what they look like, and they legitimately look like Falcor's face. They like they have Falcor's face from the Neverending Story. And we'll get into what they're designed. I off, don't but know what happens in the story, dear. <laughs> um. So we see a dude in a ship calling for help, and two Navy sailors are listening in, and. Then a weird lettuce hand grabs the ship's mic and he screams. Uh, but then we cut to the doctor, also in a boat, going to a castle. Okay, there's like three places to go in this, or like four places to go. And they're kind of confusing. <laughs> they really are. Because one's a fort, one's a base, and one's another base. <laughs> and one's a prison. And it's just like you're going, it's weird. It's hard to keep up with sometimes. Well, well the fort is... Is the is the the castle? Yes. No. 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 Because the fort was also being changed into whatever with the two mechanics. That was also a fort. Oh. 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 You mean the 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 the, the island base, base? Yeah. That was also like called a, a base slash force. So there's like. Yeah. It was going to be a yeah, sonar base. It's 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 difficult. Anyway, doctors in a boat. Stick with us. Going to a castle on an island where apparently the master is. This is the prison. They get into a car. Drive off, zoom up to the castle, man answers the phone and goes, yeah, let him in. They walk in, see someone at the desk ignoring them, like, I mean, we can come back. And he's like, ah, yes, I mean, no, I was totally paying attention to you. Here's my papers. Uh, We want to see the master. And he's like, wait, the master has never escaped? That's weird. And he's like, yeah, no, none of the guards can be hypnotized, so don't worry about it. Look, we'll send in a brand new guard. And they do. He tries to hypnotize him, doesn't work. Makes him angry. Dude leaves and he's like, all right, well, I guess that makes sense. So the doctor's like, okay, I guess we can go see him. And he's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, I'm good. Like, you having a good time in here? And he's like, yeah, it's all right. And he's like, I've had time to think about things. I've become a changed man. The doctor and Joe decide to go, though. Yep. Uh, but the master wants to come out and ch- and have him come out and chat occasionally. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then they leave and the master cackles for no reason at all. And it's apparently a rule to be checked in and out when you leave. So they stamp their cards, head back to the car. Leader comes back in and of the prison. And he goes, ha ha ha, we fooled them, right? And also, by the way, the dude mentioned vanishing ships that like I kind of skimmed over. And he's like, I mentioned that to the doctor, and the master was like, oh, fuck, what? So that's a thing. Meanwhile, the doctor is still finding out about the missing boats. The base told them to shut the fuck up about it, though. And the doctor bribes the boat guy to take his boat, and he leaves 
to go to the naval base, which is a different base. A lady at the base is taking notes from one of the captains about the missing boats. But if you look outside, you'll see this weird boat coming up the shore. And he's like, dude, like, can you shoot him, please? To the master at arms. While the doctor finds a life bullet and he's like, "Mm, interesting. And a whole bunch of soldiers run up and go, what the fuck are you doing here? Doctor's like, I want to see your commanding officer. Joe has also bribed the same driver to steal his tiny motorbike to go find the doctor. And the master is watching a weird television show and having a great time. And he thinks they're real aliens. And the dude comes up and he's like, dude, they're puppets. Like, what the fuck? And the master is also looking at the missing boats and point out that the sea fort, the one that they want to turn into the sonar thingy, is in the center of it all. So two men on the fort <gasps> who are on the sea fort, the sonar fort, are gambling to pass time. And one thinks it's weird that he feels like he's being watched. And then the naval Maybe captain with the doctor is like, why the fuck are you here? If you're from unit, you should have had my papers. And he's like, Joe has my papers. And he's like, fuck. He's like, I just wanted to see the lifeboat. He's like, the lifeboat was actually specifically sunk so that there were no survivors. And then Joe shows up and they get a call in. He's like, "Uh, we have a lady here with two unit passes. And the doctor's like, and the guy on the fort are hearing things now, the sonar fort. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go find out what the fuck that is. And was... (laughs) And um, he finds out what it is with a gun in his hand, and then there's a scream. So the other guy, orange sweater guy, goes, hmm, I should follow that scream, and goes after him. The doctor wants to go to the fort and figure out what's up with it, the sonar fort, but they're being kicked out still, so the doctor literally just takes the boat he bought, quote-unquote, to the fort instead, and both him and Joe climb inside. And then a weird hand grabs their boat and it's on fire now and then it explodes and they can't leave now and then the yep. we see this weird sea pig dog watching them and then the doctor and joe look around and they find the dead body of the original guy and then joe's like something's coming towards us and that was the episode and that was that was the episode mm-hmm. so uh, this episode came about because Barry Letts and Terrence Sticks were like, we want another story about the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Barry Letts was keen to get... Um, uh, he got the Air Force involved with the Mind of Evil, if you remember. Air Force or Navy? Uh, oh, the yeah. Air Force, Air Force yeah. And so he was like, I wonder if we can try and pull some strings and get the Navy involved in this one. <laughs> And turns out the Navy were really actually super excited. They were like, yes, please. Um, Propaganda? So Hell all yeah. the all the all the uh, Navy extras that you see in this mm-hmm. are actual like Navy men. They yeah. were just so excited to like be on it. They were like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it included a lot of things like um uh the actual ship that they go on near the end of the episode yeah. is uh a, a a real navy ship that was used to deliver diving bells and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, a lot of, lot of excitement. Uh, there's a little bit of controversy with it as well, but we'll get to that when we get to the submarine. Um, Doctor Who has controversy? No. 
behind the scenes controversy with the BBC getting in trouble with MI5. Um, uh, Barry Letts also, since the Master took up every se- every episode of season eight, he was like, okay, we want to restrict him to only a few episodes uh, in in the season from now on, just to not oversaturate him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's why he's in this one and wasn't in the previous one. And don't I'm worry, sick he's of him. on the next one after that. I'm sick of him. Um, I know you are, but he's such a good villain. He is, um, but like he's in every goddamn episode. He's not, though, as I just said. He was in every goddamn episode. In season eight, yes, but season nine, he wasn't in the previous one. He wasn't in the one before that. We had two episodes, and now we've got him again. Mm-hmm. And he's not in the next one. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. What happens in the next episode, dear? Um. Well, Evie apparently happens in the next episode. Oh, Evie. Mm-hmm, she's being a brat. Okay. Um. So actually, it's the orange sweater guy that's coming towards them, and he's freaking out. And he says, sea devils, sea devils, and whatever is still watching them while they run away. And then the doctor wants the radio, but apparently the monsters took it. And meanwhile, the doctor's like, okay, well, we'll give this orange sweater dude an injection to calm him down. Totally real injection. Um, Where's the transistor radios, though? And Joe is left to help with calming him down. And the doctor goes to look for the transistor radios because he can turn one into a different radio he runs into one of the fishnet shirt dudes and tries to kill it uh well he tries to kill the doctor with the hand laser and the doctor runs back into the room and joe block and they block the door and joe's like what's going on he connects some stuff to the door it apparently can cut through any metal so they electrocute it when it touches the door and it runs away they run after it yep the captain back at base are learning about the doctor heading to the base, but their radio at the base wasn't working. That's weird. Uh, the doctor oh. uses the hand radio to make something to call out. And Joe's like, you saw this before you've done this. And he's like, yeah, there's apparently a call, a colony of lizards, the silo, skylo scenes. Yeah, uh, sure. And what? Silocene. Silurian? Silurians, yeah. Um, under the fort, and the doctor sends a call out on his radio, expecting to hear back. And then there's a call coming back, and he's saying, "I hear you. We're we're on the sh- we're on the thing." And Joe runs outside. She's like, "Look, there's a helicopter!" And she's very excited. The doctor's radio blows up though instantly, and then the master apparently got his Amazon package. It's a naval outfit. Hmm. The base has the doctor now, and he's like, I don't trust anything you're saying. There were no monsters. There were none of this. There were none of that, etc. And then the dude from the master's prison is being driven around, and the master is apparently in the back of his car and gets out, and he's impersonating a naval officer to walk around the base and steal some shit. Prison base guy comes in and goes, hey, uh, naval dude, I want to talk to you about golf. Wait, why is the doctor here? Wait, no, let's talk about golf. And they talk about golf for like five minutes. <laughs> and the doctor is visibly pissed off by this. Yes. Joe is looking out the window though and sees the master walking around and she's like, look, it's the master. But he's gone by the time the doctor walks over. Uh, time to order a full security lockdown and, f- and they find the knocked out guard. 
And time to also go check in on the prison guy and see what's up. But look, see, the master's still here. Everything's fine. The doctor says, Joe, hey, go tell the naval base everyone here needs to be replaced. And then the master is going to tell the doctor everything so he'll be quiet. And then goes and does something near his vent, which was, I don't know. And then Pretty he sus. calls a guard who says, hey, my AC is having problems. Before knocking him the fuck out and stealing his knife and gun. Then the doctor goes to talk to the master and the prison dude just makes a call and it's like, stop Joe from leaving at all. She can't leave. And then there's a whole thing between the doctor and the master. He pulls a gun and then there's a sword fight and then there's more sword fighting. And then the master throws a knife. And then that was the end of the episode. It was a really good sword fight. There was actual choreography, which, fun fact, I kind of jokingly said, hey, look, they actually have choreography now. It's not like a mm-hmm. back in caveman fight. I kind of laughed as I was reading because I discovered uh, the stunt double for Roger DeGaldo, the master. Uh, this was his final contribution to Doctor Who, and his very first contribution to Doctor Who was a stunt double in the caveman fight in the very first episode. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a nice little bookend. We have... Really improvised cavemen fights, followed by really well choreographed sword fights, um, with lots of personality in it. <laughs> Even though the entire time Deer was complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yes, they they kind of gloss over it in this, but um, the Sea Devils, as they're called in this, are cousins of the Silurians who we met two seasons prior. They are essentially the aquatic version of the Silurians, uh, because Malcolm Hulk was like, because uh, Barry Letts and Terrence Dix went to Malcolm Hulk and like, hey, we want a sea story, and he was like, okay, well, instead of just bringing back the Silurians, uh, why don't I invent an aquatic version of them? Um, so, unlike the previous version, the Silurians, he actually, they were actually designed to have clothes and stuff, which is why they have the clothes. But they were also more designed with a more aquatic look. Yeah. Can you guess what animal they're kind of designed by? Turtles. Face-wise. Ignore the body. Yes, turtles. Um... Uh, the designers uh, looked at a lot of textbooks on turtles before drawing up final designs. It was intended that the costumes would be big enough to permit oxygen cylinders so that divers could play the sea devils. Uh, the eventual bodies were simply uh, boiler suits covered in brown and green latex, thus giving the sea devils the appearance of being stuntmen in turtle hats, wearing boiler suits in which they'd spilled latex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It, when it's out in in filming, it looks crap, but when when it's filmed properly, it looks it looks decent. It looks okay, but when it's filmed on a wide wide shot, it looks awful. Um, but their guns, so their guns, because they were filming a lot of this episode on film, they did they wanted to keep the special effects to a minimum because doing special effects on film was really hard. So the guns had to be some sort of practical effect. They came up with a little, essentially a pop cap gun, um, with a little bit of gunpowder and a, a fuse, which caused sometimes it to backfire and cause injuries, mm. small injuries, but everyone was fine, thankfully. Um, 
but it led to a problem where a gun could only be fired once on screen before they'd have to off-screen sort of replace it again, which is why you only see guns fire once. Yeah. But you probably didn't notice it because they cut around it really well. Um, but anyway, what happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, oh, also, actually, quick, before I, I... I should bring up the controversy surrounding the name of the Silurians. So... A certain subset of annoying fan of Doctor Who, a group of fans, um, mm. kind of were like, um, actually, the Silurian era of history could not have spawned man-sized life. Uh, so calling them Silurians is incorrect, you see. Uh-huh. Um, so Malcolm Hulk was like, okay, fine, uh, they should actually have been called Eocenes uh, from the Eocene era. And then actually, even though that also is incorrect. So I don't know if that's just him being like, okay, fine, I'll fix it, and then went to fix it, and then made the same mistake, or if he was just like, fine, I'll fix it, and then intentionally said something wrong again, just be like, shut up, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's why they had that little line about the Eocenes, because technically, yes, um, Silurian era of history would not have spawned man-sized life, but come on, guys, shut up. Anyway, what happens in the next episode, dude? <coughs> um, sorry. The prison guy is like, why did you lie to me? And everyone is like, the fuck? So they go to the minefield while the soldiers try to kill the fish. Wait, what? Did I fall asleep? Wait. You fell asleep oh, no. multiple times, dear. <laughs> the prison guy is like, why did you lie to me? And then, basically, the doctor... I'm sorry, what? Wait. Wait. I am... Hold on. I I just read the... Never mind, I just skipped a paragraph. That's what it was. We're up to episode three, yeah, dear. Yeah, it's fine. Um, We see the entire the sword fight again. The had a sword fight. Okay, hold on. We see the entire sword fight again, but the knife misses his head, of course, and then the prison guy comes in and goes, Wow, you tried to kill the master... And the master's like, it was self-defense. Time to keep the doctor prisoner as well as Joe. But Joe has beaten up guards to run away. They go, "Uh, your unit pass is a forgery. And if you would try to escape, we're going to kill you. So off to prison. Ha ha. Bye, doctor. And then time to have the master and the doctor talk apparently again. The captain at the base, naval base, is apparently sending a submarine underneath the original fort to figure out what's down there. But the secretary to him is wondering about the doctor and wondering why he isn't back yet. The doctor is now chained to a chair. He has uh, this chat with the master and this is actually the master's operation base. He's going to try to talk to the reptile things so he can make them rule the earth again, supposedly. Huzzah! Uh, The secretary calls the prison. She thinks something's up and no one really answers. And they say that they're already back in unit uh, but they didn't bring the car back they supposedly took a taxi so that's strange the master really wants to kill all the humans but is called away during to do something mid-conversation joe is running around the prison to try to figure out what the fuck to do and to find the doctor then she sees him in the window and does a whole bunch of fucking hand signs and they understand each other joe sneaks in at the exact right time to enact a plan, talking to the guard while Joe sneaks in. The doctor talks to the guard while Joe sneaks in to hide behind the door. 
And then the captain is now at the prison and is trying to be convinced that the doctor is gone. And then he's just kind of sent off and doesn't really figure anything out. And he's just like, all right, bye. Meanwhile, the sonar on the sub has found a bunch of things. But the sub's power supplies are now all off and gone. So they're just sinking. Joe gets one of the handcuffs off. So she hides behind the door. The doctor calls in the guard again and he punches him. And then Joe punches him more. It's a whole thing. Um, Just punch him a little more. Yeah. The naval secretary is headed to unit to check on Joe and the doctor. And the submarine is now at the bottom of the ocean and basically dead. Like the submarine is dead. But something is banging on the Uh outside of the sub and the dude running the sub calls up front and they're like, help, we're being attacked. Something came in. At the prison, they finally see the doctor and Joe, but the device is ready to test, so they're going to get trapped with all the fish people, so it doesn't matter. Joe and the doctor rappel down a small ledge, run very fast towards the ocean, but they are surrounded by soldiers, and also a minefield, and also fishnet people. Oh, what are they going to do? That's the episode, though, so... Really? Yeah. What? Don't worry. So, stop me if you've heard this sort of thing before, dear. Um, Katie Manning, who played Joe, uh, had to be seen to drive a military hovercraft in the episode. Manning typically pressed the wrong button and deflated the starboard side of the air cushion causing a dozen sailors to fall on top of her. <laughs> repeatedly? Uh, not repeatedly. She did it once, but this is... I remember her eyesight. She she yeah. can't actually see that well. Um, so uh, there's lots of little, little gaffes and goofs throughout production mm-hmm. uh, of different episodes with her. Um, uh, so Captain Hart was occasionally actually mistaken for a real officer. Uh, this came in handy when the BBC crew wanted to use the the pom-pom gun uh, that they had. Uh, although the gun was officially forbidden for non-service use, uh, we're told that the actor simply walked up and asked if he could have a shot, whereupon <laughs> the director filmed it. Uh, the actor had just had been in just about every long-running series going, including assorted villainous foreigners <laughs> in any sort of uh, shows going on. Uh, he was the only regular period episode of other long-running British shows at the time. Um, so it's like, they kind of got away with that, and they probably shouldn't have. Um, but it's not the only time they got in trouble, because with the submarine... Oh, pardon me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the submarine was, as you saw, it wasn't a real submarine. No. Um, I don't know if you know this, dear, but it was actually a small little model. Shocking. Um, I know, right? So, a fortnight after filming ended, they were into the studios uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays. There had been a small amount of model filming at Ealing, uh, where the prop designers and everything had worked on the submarine scenes. Uh, They had been to the filming house, uh, an admiralty house, uh, in order to be allowed to examine plans of nuclear subs, so they could get a better idea of like what it would look like and how to make a better one. Uh, despite a technical hitch, when their passes were queried and they were detained, 
and had a modified basic airfix kit bought from Woolworths. They were detained because they had a little, like, model kit with them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The director thought that the propeller in the model was a strange size and shape, so they devised a replacement that looked more aesthetically correct. Uh, It looked better. um, After transmission, um, the Ministry of Defence had words and asked how the BBC had been allowed to see secret designs for Polaris subs that were still under... um, uh, still secret. They were like, how did they see that? Like, the propeller is, like, complete... It's the perfect number of uh, blades on it. It's like, Mm -hmm. how did they... How did they get these secret plans for these secret subs that we have? Like, these are still classified. How the fuck did they get them? And it's like, they didn't see any classified ones. They just changed it to fix it. Um, but yeah, it was like MI5 actually came in and asked how the nuclear submarine model, uh, asked them how they came up with it. Um, uh, the vacuum cleaner part that they used to replace the propeller just so happened to have the exact number of blades as the real nuclear submarine's propeller, meaning they had accidentally guessed classified information that revealed the sonar signal that identified British nuclear submarines. <laughs> and this is in the early 70s, which means that's something you don't want to get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happens in the next episode, dear? So the prison guy is like, hey, why did you lie to me? I thought you said there were rebels underneath the water. And he's like, no, they were fish. And all the soldiers and everyone is like, the fuck? So they decide to go through the minefield while the soldiers decide to try to kill the fish. Doctor uses a sonic screwdriver to detect the mines and get around them. And Fishnet starts to run after them because the master turns the volume up to 11. But the doctor starts to set off the mines, and so it runs away screaming. At the sub, they still oh. can't be radioed, and the door is becoming very hot. So they get all they all get guns, and then a fishnet crawls through the door and looks at everyone, and everyone's like, huh. and we see more people grabbing onto the exhaust of their guns. So that's fun. Um, the master and a prison guy are arguing about who lied to who, and the doctor and Joe are hiding from the guards, trying to find them. On the sub, they are working together now. The fish people, the sub people. He wants to go to a certain place. And the doctor has gotten to the naval base. And he, of course, is not believed. Joe is having a picnic. And the doctor literally just eats all of her picnic. um, While she tries to explain everything. They abandon the search for the submarine for tonight. And they'll start again tomorrow. And the captain finally goes, What do you want me to do? Like... What the fuck? And then they find the sub. The doctor is working on his communication device to try to talk with everyone out in the ocean. Or, no, the... Master? He's gonna talk to everyone in the ocean. (laughs) The master is talking to the people out in the ocean. Prison wants to tell police, the police, what's happening. And the master's like, no, leave me alone, dad. And it seems like to be that all the lizards are talking back to the master. But he's not saying that. And also, like, six of them are now coming out onto land multiple times. Like, they keep going back into the water and coming out. And, it, and you know, it's not like there's, they're trying to make it seem like there's multiple. Like, multiple more than six. It's, it's fine. Um, it's fine. So, the fish make their way into the master's room because they've assaulted the prison thing, kill some guards, hit the alarm, etc. And prison guy is dead. 
And then the doctor and some Navy guys get to the prison and look around. And instead of deciding to continuing to look for the submarine, the doctor has gone with them. And he heads into... What the fuck, dear? The doctor and some Navy guys go to the prison to look around. So instead, they decide to continue looking for the submarine. And they get some diving Mm -hmm. bells and a boat. The doctor jumps into one of the diving bells and goes down into the ocean. It reaches the seabed and he's like, everything's cool. Wait, no, there's a fish dude outside. And so they bring the diving bell back up instantly. But that's weird. Something's weird inside. Joe, go look inside. And then that's the episode. (laughs) I was literally falling asleep, okay? No, 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 it's it's, uh-huh. it's great. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, John Pertwee injured himself during the recording of this, uh, in the scene where he is jumping on top of, uh, diving forward on uh, the barbed wire in order to let Joe pass. Um, he, f- he forgot that the sonic screwdriver prop was in his breast pocket, and it kind of really hurt him. Um, left a massive bruise on him. Um, so, he's one to injure himself quite a bit, but he he loves doing his, his own stunts where he can. Uh, it, he wasn't drastically injured, but this was the last significant stunt scene he did until, like, next season. Um, his back, he had a back injury, um, which he, as he put it, was a cause of, from uh, too many pratfalls. Um, eventually, surgical supports would be, actually need to be involved because his back got fucked up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not that good. Um, this is also the last time that Havoc uh, used Havoc. If you remember uh, the uh, the stunt team that he used, this is the last time that they used, which is. End of an era. Mm. Um, only not used for long, but entertaining with their stunts as they went along. Um, this also was kind of a an exciting episode for everyone involved because uh, John Pertwee used to be involved in the Navy, I believe. Um, Barry Letts used to be involved somewhat in the Navy. Um, so it was like, they were all in their element. Um, uh, I mean, like... John Pertwee also just fucking played characters in the Navy as well. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a return to form of them of like, um, me old Navy days. Good to, good to get back to my Navy days. You know, that's how seamen talk, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, wait, I have fucking relatives that were in the Navy and I, I'm bad at this. They say Yarhar a lot, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yarhar. Mm-hmm. Yarhar. It's me, Yarhar. Um. <laughs> fucking Yarhar. So, also, I'll, I'll just add the radio bit where they play a bit of radio and Joe's like, that's my favorite DJ. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just the director. That's just the director on there talking. Uh, they originally were going to use a, a, a song with proper words and everything, but the words that they had, because they used an instrumental version of a song instead, if they used the actual song... It would have been too rude for the BBC, and they would have gotten in trouble. So, 
they instead with what went with what they went with instead, which personally I think is better than playing some song. At this point, what them. isn't too rude for the BBC? Uh, the devil, apparently. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what happens in the next episode, do? Well, uh, well, where where's the doctor? He's not in there. Uh, we find out the fishnets have him. He's inside of their giant turnip. You know you can call them what they actually are called, right? Did you literally see how hard of a time I had saying their freaking name? <laughs> True. You somehow had trouble saying Sea Devil and Silurian. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I looked at the news for two seconds and I felt utter despair. Yeah, don't. Um, he's inside of their giant turnip. And they're gonna make him a stew. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a man shows up to the naval base and he's like, hey, uh, the ministry sent me? So that's a thing. And I'm gonna treat your secretary like shit because <laughs> women. Yeah, And he was put in charge by the minister and the lizards are now talking about how they deserve again, Earth again. And they, they mention the captured sub and they're like, we're gonna hold them hostage and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they also have colonies around the world, so there's gonna be a war. And if they wanted, you could live in the ocean where you can't, where man can't live. Though says the doctor, and the master comes in and goes, "No, he's your enemy." And they're like, "Oh fuck!" Then there's more arguing in the naval base about what he, what to do while the dude has breakfast. And then the brig apparently blew up the first guys, so we should do that here. Meanwhile, some ships are headed towards the base to blow it up. Fish nets think the master is their friend. And their hibernation unit is faulty and they need it to be fixed. The master, uh, fishnets, and the doctor are all are all arguing about who's right. Uh, the doctor and fishnets touch hands for a minute, but then we see the ships doing ship things and bombs. And the minister dude is like, do the attack. It's the order from the British government. The fishnets decide, all right, let's release the submarine and do peace. And then the explosions happen. And they're like, actually, let's kill you. And all the fish around the doctor get knocked out and he steals their gun thing and then the master wants to believe that they're killed so they send up two dead bodies i guess and the captain makes them uh, abandon the attack so that that a, a sub might the sub might still be alive <sighs> word hard <laughs> um and then the they decide to blow up the cave wall near what Dear, no. Oh, no. The, okay, the captain makes them abandon the attack so that the sub might still be alive or something. The doctor calls the sub and says, hey, don't worry about it. I'll rescue you. The fishmen on the sub are trying to figure out what the humans are up to, and they kill one of them. And then a fish hits an alarm button, and they all try to escape the submarine. And then they decide to blow up the cave wall near the submarine in order to escape... So that they aren't sucked mm -hmm. back into the cave. And the sub is free. Suck. Yes. Suck. Time to go home. Joe's happy to see the doctor. While Minister Guy is angry with the doctor. And the fishnets are coming up out of the water and attacking people to fuck shit. Oh my god, dear. To fuck shit up. And the doctor really wants to try to negotiate again. And heads out to get on the sub. But is stopped by a fish. Oh no. That was the episode. I just want to show you this one line and how I typed it because I was. 
shipped eop. Bracket. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Katie Manning recalled that she and John Pertwee did the abseiling stunt themselves, despite her never having done abseiling before. Uh, apparently, she promptly took the skin off her hands as a result. Um, but also, uh, according to Katie Manning as well, uh, nearly the entire production staff came down with seasickness during production. The only exception was John Pertwee and Barry Letts because of both of their experiences as sailors. <laughs> Everyone else was mm-hmm. fucked. Um, uh, the reason that Unit is not involved in this is because Nicholas Courtney, who played the brig, was on holidays. Uh, so that's, you know... Mm-hmm. Companions go on holidays, yeah, and such. Um, initially in episode one, uh, it was going to be suggested that um, the doctor would be water skiing. <laughs> um, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it was meant to be an excuse for for Joe uh, as to like why he was late to the master's prison. But um, incre- increasingly inclement weather made the shoot impossible. Uh, the weather was fucking awful, um, which explains a lot. Um, also, a little bit here and there. Uh, initially, the in a, a, there's meant to be a speedboat chase in the script, but John Pertwee was like, "How about instead we do jet skis?" Skidoo. Which, skidoo. Oh. Oh, Skidoo, indeed. Skidoo, we can Yep, that's it. Uh, Which kind of led to one of the first urban myths about Doctor Who. Um, So, Roger DeGaldo, who played the Master, supposedly, the myth goes that he was terrified of water because he couldn't swim, and it took him a great courage to film the scenes in which the Master and the Doctor are rescued by the Navy, and also on the jet skis and everything. Um... Everyone thought this. For some reason, John Pertwee thought this. Uh, Terence Dix and Barry Letts also go with this. Uh, the, the director also goes with it. Um, the problem is, he wasn't actually afraid of water. He wasn't confident. He wasn't really confident about his swimming abilities. But the real reason he was afraid was because they only had one master costume, and he was terrified of getting it wet. Because if he got it wet, then it's like, that oh. kind of ruins the entire day of shooting. <laughs> Yeah. So he was actually just terrified of, uh, cause, uh, his wife, like, kind of came back and was like, he wasn't terrified of swimming. Hmm. Um, uh, he, he did need to steal himself for the bits of the chase that he felt that, uh, was filmed, um, because he wasn't that good at swimming, so he was still a little bit scary about it. Um, leading to John Pertwee to dub him as the bravest coward I ever knew. Uh, but yeah, Roger DeGaldo was also not good with the hovercraft rescue because of seasickness. Um, he was not a fan of it. Um, but also the sea, the sea devils themselves. So the scene when they come out of the water, they discovered that the heads for the monsters had buoyancy. <laughs> so they would just float to the top so they couldn't get them under the water. Mm-hmm. So they put water in it initially so it would sink under. But that led to the stuntmen almost drowning in brine as they came out of the water 
So they're like, okay, what if we film it backwards? And then they're like, okay, well, if we film it backwards and suddenly dry sea devils are coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, that's not how that works. Um, it was complicated. A stuntman nearly did drown because of water in his uh, suit, but um, thankfully no one was seriously injured. There's not many injuries as opposed to, like, 80s Doctor Who where, like, actors get pneumonia and shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because of like active negligence. Um, oh, that's yeah. Fun. Episode six. What happened, dear? I can't wait to see that. Oh, it's one of the worst episodes ever recorded because like budget was slashed. Everyone had no one had time to make anything. Um, it, the BBC were actively trying to cancel the show. Um, everything went wrong. It's actively not a good episode. <laughs> Warriors of the Deep. We'll get to it in like. 10 years. Hmm. Anyway, what happens to the final episode, dear? Well, there's a fish fight and the doctor is knocked out uh, for fish sticks and the master's also here and they're taken inside the base. What is he, a gay fish? Yes. The master, of course, needs the doctor's help to reactivate the fish bases or everyone is gonna die. All the equipment in the room is here to help build the device, so let's do it. Uh, Too bad my plans aren't good enough, uh, says the master and the doctor fixes them. And then we see Joe crawling out to the roof because they were in a room together and captured. And they go. she goes through the ventilation shaft and looks out for a way for help and for the doctor. And Joe is sneaking around, finds the doctor, and wants to get him out. And instead he's like, I'm going to make a diversion and work on fixing everything. But as soon as uh, Joe runs away and the doctor turns the machine on, the fishnets have a collective migraine. And then the captain and Joe run away, and a minister dude sticks back because he's a scared baby. Uh, with enough time to get <laughs> on the hovercraft and drive away, Joe and the and the captain are safe. But then the master turns the machine off, and he's like, what the fuck happened? And the doctor's like, oh, I'm sorry. I think I messed up a little bit. Oh, so that's, that's too bad. And the doctor and the master are both going to go back to the base to help the hibernation stuff. The hovercraft is back, though. And then a whole fucking army walks off of it, ready to assault the base. The master's scared and really needs to get away and get to the base. But one of the captain, like, persons, I don't know if he was a captain or if he was like an admiral or what, comes in. Which one? The one that saves the doctor from the master and the fish. He was like in a captain's outfit. Was it the one in the submarine? No. It's fine. The one from the very beginning of the episode. Might have Captain been. Hart? I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The problem um, is there's a lot of, of, of soldiers in this. Yes. Uh, a lot of seamen. Yes. And so he's like, okay, keep the master prisoner and I'll be back. And then the master just fucking hypnotizes him and runs off. Chasing the master, though, the doctor runs off, jumps on a ski as the master is also on a ski and they chase each other. And then the fishnets follow them as well. And then the doctor catches the doctor. Uh, no, the doctor catches the, doctor catches the master. The doctor. Um, but the master has actually led him to a place where there's even more fish people. Haha. And there's also another turnip. The doctor's fucked. Back at fishnet base, they're still arguing about the whole war with the human race thing. And they're in not in need of the doctor and the master anymore because they turned the machine on. So go put them in the prison. We'll kill them later. And then the doctor's like, all right, whatever. 
And the master's like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? And he's like, don't worry about it. In 10 minutes, we're all going to blow up because I reversed the machine. He's like, you can't do that. We should just go turn it Uh, off. Specifically, he reversed the polarity of the neutron flow. It's a very important phrase. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. (sighs) It's an institution within Doctor Who. I don't care, though. It doesn't matter to me. I'm the one that doesn't care. Um, the machine can't be turned sure. off, so they sh- they should really escape instead. Hmm, if only had the- they had a way out. Minister Dude just wants to keep nuking everything, though, and Joe's really scared about it. Mood. And the doctor finds some new scuba suits that they need to use to escape. Hooba scuba. Hooba scuba. And then they use the sonic screwdriver to get out, and the doctor and the master are now floating up to the ocean. Woohoo! to the top of the ocean and then a hovercraft comes and picks them up and then all the fish net people turn into fish sticks because the thing explodes and they're like who who was injured and it's like it was the master he's sent to the hospital and the doctor's like he's dead actually and then they're like wait what does that mean and then the doctor pulls off the mask on the guy that's on the stretcher and it's the doctor that was taking care of the master because he it was actually in the hovercraft and he steals it and drives away and then that's the episode and that's it real quick real 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 quick i just found out something that's kind of interesting so the fort the 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 one where there were the two engineers the sea fort was called in real life it's called no man's land fort mm-hmm. um it was designed as construction was like in the 1800s uh during the second world war it was one of those forts that was used to defend dockyards and stuff um it they they the owner of it um the fort came up for sale uh after the company owning it had a had a proposed hotel idea but it collapsed and then its owner was jailed (laughs) But then, years later, in 2015, the fort finally opened as a hotel, and then now it's a hotel with prices upward of £400 a night. Which So if you want to stay in an 1800s design I'm fort, good. £400 a night, which is fucking expensive. Um, it's off the coast of the Isle of Wight, by the way, which is where a lot of this episode was actually filmed. Um, yeah. So, Sea Devils. Like a four, really. There's just so much shit back and forth that's hard to keep up with for my tiny brain. There is a lot happening in this episode, and I mean it's better than nothing happening. But yes, it is but a lot. this is like because they're all bases or otherwise. Like it's just like I don't remember where we are anymore. I don't really get which base we're at. Where is this base? Is this base located on the same? place is this other base i don't it's whatever it's just a lot you just don't i just don't like it i didn't enjoy it you just don't like anything anyway uh next episode um also real quick i i the wiki has a really nice paragraph about this story that's kind of sums it up really nice uh like many of hulk's stories it included a moral dimension uh, the Sea Devils are caught between the Master, the Doctor, and the Humans. Ultimately, they are betrayed by all three. Like their land-based cousins, it is the humans who hurt them the most. 
Anyway, next episode, the mutants. Yep. Uh, a Malcolm Hulk like story, not written by Malcolm Hulk, but inspired by his stories. So this is going to be interesting. Um, the mutants. It's uh, six parts long, and uh, I God promise is. the master isn't involved. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Goodbye.